1: Good afternoon, evening, morning, wherever you are. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper of the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable, New England's own bad Paul Sake With me, all the way across the cold Atlantic Ocean, is the gold standard in ghost hunting, high atop of his perch in Wales, Mr. Steve Parsons. Hello. Hmm. So we should go go right on topic because I was looking at a comment and they said that they always skip over the beginning of the show because we just babble.
2: (laughs) Well, we should do it back. I don't understand. Well, how do they know what the show is about if we just babble? I have no clue. But anyways, they must be American because that was rude. (laughs) No, I thought that the comments from um, one of my talks over in New England was very gracious.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that, that was, no. They were all over
1: <laughs> the. They were from all over the world. Probably all your people in UK, all your homies up there. Well, that was that was been. done by Zoom, so it could have been. It could
2: have that, been. So it, does it, that count as enough babble so that we can crack on and do the show? So. How? What What intrigues me is, how does that person know when to stop skipping forwards? He must be psychic. That's simple. He could be. Yeah. What we should do is we should do random babbling throughout the show just to fool him. <laughs> anyway,
1: that's all right. I also got one comment that said my voice sounds like Elmer Fudd.
2: It does. Mm. So there you go. <laughs> you walk like Elmer Fudd. There's Cal. Mm. Right now, Thank you.
1: Anyways, yeah. um, you know, I was thinking, we were talking about what we were oh going to do. Oh, God, he's been thinking, again. Yeah. We were, you know, what we were going to do on the show. So, uh, you know, it's Ghost Chronicles, and we we talk about a lot of different things. Last week was a good show on infrastructure and, and possible causes haunting. But then I decided to look at the big picture. It's like, okay, Ooh. so... I, I know I'm sure because Halloween just came and you get tons of questions from the press and everything else oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. and one of them the all do you believe in ghosts and so I guess the question is are ghosts real are ha- are hauntings real I mean th- that's a, a difficult subject and you know it's I mean you look, not really you look you look at Cryptoology and you know looking for creatures. A big point. Eventually they're going to find a caucus or something if, if they exist. And uh, same with UFOs. I mean you know sooner or later you know the uh, UFO is going to land on the White House and go see Biden. So you know <laughs> you'll have some some de- definite proof. But will you ever have definite proof about what a ghost
2: is or, or what a haunting is? Yeah. Well, well let's let's just roll that back a bit because. <laughs> I was rolling the back, sorry. There you go. Because what you said was um cryptozoology will find the carcass or if won't find sense. the carcass. Yep. Yeah, but as long as they don't find the carcass, they will always hope that there is a carcass to be found or that there mm-hmm. is a creature to be found. Hmm. So the evidence will only or the the um knowledge will only come from discovery. Right. Likewise um, as long as aliens don't land on the White House lawn, there will always be hope that there are aliens. Yep. Um, if they don't land, there will always be hope. If they do land, then we will have an answer. It's kind of like the Schrodinger's cat thing, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Um, and it's the same with ghosts. As long as we have no evidence for the existence of ghosts in whatever, whatever that might that word might be whatever it is then there is always hope that when we discover th- things then we either remove hope and replace it with definite knowledge and let's go back to my favorite subject or one of my favorite subjects because okay. even knowledge doesn't destroy hope take the orb it you has been think- It has been conclusively demonstrated over and over and over to the extent where the camera manufacturers themselves include a page in the instruction manuals of many of their cameras that explain these white blurry blobs that appear in the images. Yet that has done nothing, well, that has done very little to diminish people's beliefs and hopes that these little floating blobs of light which appear on videos or appear on their photographs are some form of manifestation of the paranormal, some little psychic ball of energy that floats about or Mm -hmm. manifests. So even though we have conclusive, demonstrable, repeatable proof that these are not an anomaly; that they are merely an, a, a byproduct of the of the actual process of taking the pictures or the videos. It's done nothing. The the closest you get is an acknowledgement that a percentage of yeah. orbs are dust or insects or bits of fluff and fiber floating about in the air or water droplets but but I use the but, big but and inevitably and frustratingly the person that says but is usually referring to an image that they are about to show you or present Which because they took Probably that they took or a member of their team or gang yeah. or or that somebody that they believe in took. the The frustrating thing is you can only go back and repeat what you said earlier, which is that there is demonstrable, repeatable, blah, blah, blah. And you end up sounding like the sceptic at the end of each episode of Most Haunted. Where you where you have to come on and give an alternative point of view for balance, but you know that nobody's listening. You know that no none of the audience care. You're just kind of the spoil sport at the party, the party pooper.
1: Well, they they just add that in to show legitimacy to the show. Like, oh, we brought an expert
2: in to yeah. put his point in. That's so? all. Yeah. Yeah. and the and the frustrating thing is you are up against it's it's akin to telling somebody who goes to church every week who believes in God, who prays that there isn't a God. Mm-hmm. We can't demonstrate whether there is or there isn't mm-hmm. there is a there are millions and millions of people on this planet who believe in their God their particular God.
1: But i think the difference between that also
2: well it's not really there's no
1: there, difference there, no, really. yeah, no 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 no, no. There, there there is a difference because is there yes there is because okay. religion is professed by religion that it is a belief system it is a yeah. belief system however paranormal investigators are not supposed to be working on a belief system they're supposed to be and you ask them they'll tell you oh i use scientific methods." To you know, we use
2: you know the, doesn't the matter language. how you dress up the language. It's, still oh, a it's a, based no, system.
1: it's 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 a belief-based system, but it, it's not supposed to be. That's the difference. Religion is well, supposed to be a belief-based system. That's yeah, the well,
2: whole. That's that's system. only in, yeah. That's only in the way it's promoted. That's only in the the wording is actually fairly irrelevant because it's just the window dressing. Um If you take somebody's belief in ghosts. Or spirits mm-hmm. or right. an afterlife, right? Uh, it's a very powerful belief. People's beliefs are very powerful. They are, yeah. But as soon to... as
1: you said that, Steve, as soon as you say you look at someone's beliefs, and that's what it is, it's beliefs. Beliefs is not necessarily meaning proof or that this well, is you mean, but, but, all you're but, saying, but, all you're saying is that particular person has a belief that something exists or, or whatever. No, but, the
2: whole, the whole, the whole, um. House of Cards is built on a foundation of sand, both for religion and for paranormal investigating. I disagree. I, that's your, that's your, that, that's, that's your right. right. That that's is right. your right. People go to church and they worship and they get great sustenance and they get great, um,
1: but they don't go in knowing there's not going to any be any,
2: God, <laughs> Yes, I know they're going because there's not any proof. But individually, they they're not seeking a proof. What paranormal investigators are doing, they're not seeking a proof either. What they're doing yes. when they no, they're not. When they're do, when what? they're going to these, when they're going looking, what they're doing is seeking confirmation of their belief. They are looking for confirmation. So they go along. they Confirmation try to, of their theories, but not necessarily a belief. Of the, the the theories, they're not theories; they're notions. A theory is a hypothesis that can be tested. Well, that's what they're attempting to do. No, they're not. They're confirming. Yes, they that, if you ask them, that's what they will tell you. It doesn't doing. matter what they. It doesn't matter what they say. That's the window dressing. What they're actually doing is going along and looking for reassurance, confirmation of their belief. And they they are, they are set the bar very low. So if they say, if you can hear my voice, can you make a noise? And there is a creak, a squeak, a bump, the wind, it doesn't matter. They will take that, say thank you very much, and ask for the next thing to come along. They... The, the it it is no different in terms of the individual the church is a belief-based system paranormal investigating is a belief-based system however the however, reason they don't look at it that way it's different they no they, they dress it up differently exactly church, that's what i'm telling you yeah, they but, don't accept uh, the fact it that doesn't it's- Leaf based system. If you if you guild a turd, it's still a turd. You can yes, dress, but you're a minority. You can put Most a, of the people out You there, can all these a, ghost cutting groups out here. you can there. put a pig in a dress, it's still a pig. Yes, but it doesn't matter what is a you put. call it, there isn't a but. It doesn't I'm matter just, what I mean, you even between you, you and and. French and you. Well, and, I was and going to get to that. If you cops stop interrupting for one minute and let me wait, oh, well, just wait a about. minute.
1: You're not a. You know, wait a minute. This is a, a conversation, which means there's two you, points of view. You let me. View. You asked
0: me you, a question. You pontificate. I'm
2: to it. You pontificate. No, this is a discussion, not a question. No, it's not because you haven't. You asked me a question. You haven't let me answer it yet. Because you're not. You're just beating around the bush. No, I'm not. I'm coming to the the difference between. The other way of paranormal investigating, which you're about to ask me anyway, which is... In fact, you did. You said, what about French? What about the other scientists who examine um, paranormal investigations or claims of the paranormal? And there have been many, from Faraday to Crook Nickel? to Oliver Lodge. Nickel doesn't count. He does count. Real. You can't discount people. See, that's that's your whole whole...
1: Oh, you defend uh, draw, it. Sorry, draw in your can argument. We, you're discounting the, we, the main people we that a, drive
2: this. Can we mark this this historic moment? You just supported Joe Nickel. I didn't support him. I'm telling you, that's his. Oh,
1: never mind. You're not getting it. You're really not. You you you're on a narrow course, what, and you you fear what, to
2: stray from it. What some paranormal investigators are doing. Is examining the not the phenomena, but why people experience. Why do people believe that they see ghosts? Why That's do psychology. people believe that they? Not just psychology. Of yes, course it is. No, it's not just psychology, because there are well, there are environmental factors too. We talked about Infrasound for last week. Mm-hmm. These are these are effects that people are not consciously aware of. These are physiological effects, not psychological effects. The psychology is what, what they perceive of the uh, event, uh, of the their response to the stimulus. But the stimulus is a, a physical stimulus, like infrasound. Infrasound affects the body what that? How the person then perceives that—that that psych psychology—that so would be psychophysiology, mm-hmm. not psychology. It's yes. it's lumped under psychology, and you are you are to a large extent right. It all comes under the same label of parapsychology because it is the study of abnormal. Well, it isn't even even that. Chris French actually made a, a clear has made the point a number of times that parapsychology. Uh, it is uh, kind of a, a misdirected study. And it should be the, it's called anomalous psychology or abnormal psychology, or f- uh, but not parapsychology. So you've got this, you've got a, a large group of people inspired by what they see, inspired by their beliefs inspired by their desire to seek personal proof that's similar to the religion you then have a smaller number of people do with the same labels the same badges because there are only a limited number of things that you can call yourself and they are studying well why do people have these experiences they're not looking for ghosts as such but they also recognise that there are a very small number of very well-documented occasions where completely weird, batshit, crazy stuff happens. Now, that is... You could dismiss it, and some sceptics do, Joe Mm -hmm. Nickel being one of them. Mm -hmm. Or you could say hey, there might be something even more bizarre going on that we don't yet understand. Perhaps it relates to ideas of interdimensionality. Perhaps it relates to uh, ideas of how consciousness works. Perhaps it even relates to ideas of some aspect of our personality survives physical death. But you can't dismiss or write off the very small number of very well-credited reports of batshit crazy stuff that do exist. They've been recorded, they've been documented objectively by equipment, they've been documented by competent Researchers using sound methodology, but they still, nevertheless, exist. But that's that's a very different thing to the majority of people who go out week after week with Ouija that's, boards. That's not what they believe. They believe crystals. they're doing the same thing. They believe they're doing the same thing because they're taking the they they they're taking the language of the media they believe that science is using equipment with lights on it they believe that science is using a device to measure something that's not science science is a methodology a monkey can do science you don't have to be a scientist to do science science is it's just a series of stages That's all science is. And what science is continually looking to do is to prove itself wrong. That's the basis of every scientific experiment. It's a testable hypothesis that will either be right or be wrong. And if it's wrong, then you develop a new hypothesis and test it again. Mm Now that's not belief based, but the vast majority of paranormal investigators already intrinsically, doesn't matter what they say, doesn't matter how they dress it up, wrap it up, or whatever else they want to do to. How many skeptic med- mediums are there or are scientific mediums? Most of them are skeptical, most of them, or say that they're skeptical. We've had many mediums on this show who will reflect back the language that the hard-nosed skeptics the materialist skeptics would use you know i i i had an experience when i was very small and um, and i didn't believe it and i've always sought proof i've always tried to say well why do you do it now well i i want to I still don't believe in some of the, you know, when the spirits speak to me, I still don't believe that. I, I want to prove to myself or to others, or I want to help others or some of the dressing window dressing, because that's what it is. Or there is a, a, again, a very small number who have recognized that it's lucrative. Yeah. It's, Fiscally, a good thing for them to
1: do. The interesting thing, though, is that we go through the beginning of time, the beginning of history, and yeah. all of these things, in, including a lot of our science, a lot yeah. of the things we know true are based on observation. And mm-hmm. we have these reports of, of people throughout history. You know, some of them just ordinary people, some uh, you know more educated, some. Uh, from all walks of life, and they have these experiences, and the the experiences are noted. I mean, we we see this, everything from sea monsters with, you know, King George on the the flying sea and the flying Dutchman to, you know, all these reports throughout history. Are those reports proof
2: in themselves? No. no. Okay. No. And the reason, if we look back through history, for example, Mm -hmm. uh, let's pick rocks falling from the sky oh yeah very well educated people the top thinkers um of the era decided that looked at the sky and went well (laughs) clearly rocks are not falling from the sky god must be doing it or some other mechanism if we look at the mayans um the the peoples of south america in their belief culture, when or in their in their um, religion, whenever they saw um, a solar eclipse, they believed that a dragon was eating the sun. Mm-hmm. As we discover more, we begin to realise that actually rocks can and do fall from the sky, and that actually the dragon a dragon isn't eating the sun. It's the moon moving in front of it. So little by little, you know, these people weren't ignorant. These people weren't stupid, but that was their—that was the extent of their knowledge. They right. didn't have the tools and the 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 shoulders of previous generations of researchers to build upon. But they didn't have telescopes. But they. That was not throughout history, that only up to a certain period.
1: Beyond that, once they realized that it wasn't dragons eating the thing, it wasn't rocks coming from God. Yeah. We we learned. So but these yeah, other reports, other reports uh of, of for instance goats have been yeah. reported throughout history and still we have no but people have resolution reporting. to what we people are reporting.
2: Well, there's still no resolution to a lot of things that people were reporting for you know thousands of years ago. No, wait a minute. They're not thousands of years. started a thousand
1: years and continue to the present. There's a difference. They're well, continuing. People,
2: well, people believe in fairies. People believe in, in demons. People believe in God. People believe many different things. People believe that the earth is flat and that the, that the firmament is, you know, a giant glass dome or with with the stars and
1: moon and earth uh, um, any clear thinking mind realizes
2: that that has already been disproved so it it doesn't matter what they think but but. they're saying well it does because that clear thinking mind they are also clear thinking individuals but they've reached a different conclusion now i said at the start of the show i said at the start of the show about orbs it doesn't matter how much proof you give these people. It doesn't matter to them that the camera manufacturers say, hey, look, our cameras do this. It's perfectly, it's perfectly normal. So it doesn't matter that the earth is a, is a, a ball. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter that we go round a sun. It doesn't matter to them because yeah, their belief is so the, the, strong.
1: The big, the, the big deal is that that has already been disproved. We know the Earth is not flat. I mean, I don't care it, who's out there. Or more people believe it. We know that. That's true. proven
2: well, scientifically. Well, it can be proven in lots of other ways. You don't need science to prove it. No, but you, you, you can. Definitely. You can. You can prove it by mere observation. You don't have to invoke no, the they, whole thing. They,
1: they also can prove that it's flat by mere observation as well.
2: Well, you don't, you don't need to use the entire scientific process to, to you know, observation on its own can um, be or sometimes be sufficient. But we have no but proof of God.
1: Yeah but that's but it, I, but I should leave that yeah. out of because that's strictly a belief system that that people no, accept that not, they're not looking for proof for it it's it's a totally different uh, there are subject.
2: there are there are millions of people who are seeking proof of god in their own
1: individual way and that's movie. what paranormal investigators do. Well, yes, yeah, my own personal and individual will. It's entirely different. The other ones do it Isn't, publicly. We've got to take a break anyway. So right, will we'll continue
2: this after the break then.
1: Oh, I don't know. Oh, I won't. Anyways, to. yeah, well, I'm not going to. Anyways, uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Pass and Ron Kulik right here on the TojiNet broadcasting system. I am Ron Cullock, your host, and we thank our good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio and Patreon with over uh forty videos exclusive to them. So uh yeah. Wanna see me in the Japanese, you can go on there and see it. There'd be more there'd be more if you download the ones I stuck on Dropbox for you. Yeah, if you uh actually took the permissions off your dropbox so I could get them, but you won't. So there you go.
2: Just ask for ask for permission.
1: Anyways, in the second uh, half of the uh, show, we will be unveiling a new teller of curious tales. It's been a while. The last one was the pandemic, if I remember. <laughs> anyway,
2: the last one was three, four, five, two, three months ago. Monkeypox.
1: Okay. Anyways, we'll be right back after the uh, following, following messages right here. Four five five six six seven
0: eight. The creepy and the kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky. The Parrax family. The shows are paranormal. The stuffy body normal. The topics are abnormal. The Parrax family.
2: They're strange,
0: deranged. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous, as we give awards to the Fair Axe family.
2: To the second half of the first half of the Two Hour Ghost Chronicles radio special. This so is the international edition with the irascible. Ron Kolak. Wattable. Wattable. Irascible. Irascible. Yeah, you know, like Elmish. Wab- wab- Are you done? I'm done. <laughs>
1: anyway. Uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, ghosts and and why people, well, not why people investigate, but maybe that's a subject we
2: should talk about, why people actually do this. Actually, that one of my favorite responses to that question is the, and you, this is unique to America. I've never heard it from the UK. Hmm. No, that's not true. I've I've only heard it very, very rarely from the UK. Okay. And I don't think I've ever heard it from any other uh, country, but it is something that you do hear a lot from American investigators. Um, I want to give something back to my community. I want to help people. Um, it's a very altruistic approach that American investigators um, put forward, that they are there. You know why to they do help. that, right? Uh, it might It's probably a cultural thing it's
1: it's a it's a way once again to give what they're doing validation it's like we raise money for you know like we do raise money for the lighthouse they do certain charity work they raise certain do events they give some money to a location or they want to help people that's why yeah. they do it.
2: It, I mean, it basically I, gives them validation for what they're doing it gives it also gives them a degree In of, their it also gives them a degree of personal comfort as well yeah. I mean no, you know, it, it gives is, gives the is is a, a degree of of personal and the individual that this is something I was going to say is is a, is a big positive uh in terms of uh the differences between America and the UK because American American America is still despite its vast size um it still consists of communities there are a lot of community groups and teams and organ people pull together much more in the u s a than they do in the u k in the u k we will bond together in times of crisis uh extreme crisis and we we are you know good at helping our close neighbors, but we wouldn't travel you know that far. We are not as um community orientated as america anymore we may have been in the past but we're not any longer hmm. um, and i think that's a you know that's a good thing for america okay and it's okay. something that, that that we've lost over here in the uk yes we will you know there is still that what they call the 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 blitz spirit you know in times of extreme hardship we will pull together um like and we when will the Queen look at and we will look after each other, but it takes you know, it takes a lot more for, to motivate us. We don't do things for our community in quite the way that the Americans do. Yes, we are very. There are groups of people in the UK who are very community minded, um, and there are some people who just there are people in the UK who are on every committee, every organisation. Every, you know, they like to be seen as altruistic, but we just consider them as troublemaking busybodies who like to sticky beak in everybody's business. Um, Sounds like Steve Fawcett. Well, it doesn't sound like me at all.
1: And and the Ghost Club and the SPR and the ASAP. Yeah, sounds like a busybody.
2: Well, you might.
1: That's That's the way you just described it. I don't know. I'm just going by your own words.
2: Well, you, you, call those, you call those people busybodies. No, I'm talking about, well, yes, there are people who are members of all three organizations who I tar with that brush. Mm-hmm. Um, in, you know, there are several that I won't ever dare name who are members of every organization, every committee on every organization. And they like to be involved at every level in these organisations I am a member of all three organisations um, and I have some involvement in all three mm-hmm. but I never go into the politics of the organisations I, d- I do what they ask me to do and no more and I've I've said many many times regarding investigating investigating from my perspective is not altruistic i don't have an altruistic you know uh spin on when i go to if people get helped by something i've done then that's that's a bonus mm-hmm. for them i am seeking you know i i uh, to use the uh opportunity to further investigations to further understanding, to further knowledge, my own personal knowledge. And if if my own personal knowledge, if I share that with other people and they find that helpful, that is also a bonus. Exactly. But it's not it's not my mission statement to help the world. I'm not there to change the world. I'm not there to rewrite the rules. I'm not there to they're 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 the side effect. So you you give the you give that that
1: a little bit too much credit. It's, it's like they want to help the community. The the only reason they do that, is that they want to get into places. They want to investigate. They want to be the best, the biggest thing. So I mean, same with para of unity. It's it's like okay, I'm not the top bird, but if I hang around with these guys, then you know we'll, we'll be they're equal. So that's why we have para unity. It's 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 all a farce. It really is. In, in, well it, it might just it be
2: my 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 misunderstanding of american culture hmm. um it's all, all I, about self promotion it really is you see what was evident from you know every time i come over is how britain is perceived how a Brit, british people are perceived by americans and obviously uh that works the other way around you I know guess. what i hear so many american uh, investigators saying that they, they're they doing it because they want to help. They want to give back. They want to, that I, they
1: say that as a purpose for, as Yeah, but means. I've
2: kind of, I've kind of bought the, bought the, you know, drink the Kool-Aid. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Yeah. Because, because I culturally don't know any better. So I accept at face value. Um, what, what they Did say? Did you ever
1: ask them how they're helping?
2: Well, they're helping by ridding the places of demons.
1: Exactly. And how many demons? I just want to curious, you know, how many
2: demons are out here so I can keep track of them. According according to the Catholic Church, Mm -hmm. um, the number of demons is on the increase because they're recruiting for… Paranormal groups to uh, chase them away? No, they're recruiting more deliverance ministers. Exactly. What is
1: deliverance, someone who has training, someone who actually knows what the hell they're doing.
2: Well, that's not going
1: in, waving some smoky weeds around and saying, "Okay, go to light.
2: Uh, You could argue, you you know, if you ask Joe Nickel what an exorcist does, he would say that he goes in and he mumbles some strange words and he wafts smoke around, throws water around. And a lot of that stuff is is based from, you know, the
1: the one thing the good the Catholic Church is 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 adapting things from uh, local cultures. And um,
2: the Catholic Church is is. You know, it it's had its it's had its problems. You know, Galileo didn't get on with them, no. um, and right. and other people have you know had troubles with with religion uh, with with the religious institutes. But basically, you know, if you take the Catholic priests, they seem to be more amenable um to the idea of ghosts and hauntings and demons and such like. You can you can have a better conversation with them and they are generally more willing to engage with you. They are generally more willing to um at times help you or discuss things. That's the a, Church that's of a England subject we should just get into yeah, the that. Church of England on the other hand tend to be dismissive. I remember, I remember spending an, a night down at Borley, Borley mm-hmm. Rectory, or the site of Borley Rectory. Um, and it was on the anniversary, it's on the 28th of July each year. It's called the anniversary of the, of, um, the sighting of the, the, the nun. She famously appeared in the rectory gardens and was seen by many of the, um, the children of the, of the rector, the bull, the bull family then she she's also been sighted at the gate. And so as, as that took place on the 28th of July, then annually a lot of people go to Borley. It's only a tiny, tiny little hamlet of maybe a dozen houses, properties. And, um, of course, you know, having several hundred ghost hunters and uh, thrill seekers wandering up and down, um, they so they called upon the local police who who moved them on, but we had permission to be there we were allowed to be there and we were working with the full cooperation of the police during the evening um, the local church of england minister arrived because the focus of the haunting at Borley after the rectory burnt down in nineteen thirty nine Uh, Switched then to the church, over the road, right, and so a lot of people then you know started focusing on the church and the churchyard. And I asked the present because one of the previous vicars had written um, a number, a a pamphlet, and had put stuff into books about um, the haunting of, particularly of the church. Mm -hmm. So I asked the. Um, the vicar that night, when he arrived to check up on, you know, how things were going, I, I said, Have you ever had any experiences in the church? Because your uh, predecessors certainly said that they did. And he was very offhand and very dismissive and said that uh, this is a consecrated churchyard, the people are buried here, and the dead stay dead. Here you go. Now, i I was puzzled by that because the dead stay dead is' not what religion teaches. religion teaches that the dead will rise again, you know the, when the last trump sounds and yeah will, that's that's at the end of the and blah 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 yeah, um, and you know when you do die, you go to you know Jesus has prepared a place for you in his father's house, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm but he said to me the dead stay dead but now i that, think he met on earth i think he he obviously did but it was an interesting you know use right. of, choice of words, words. Yeah. yeah yeah very exactly. interesting choice of words yeah and he was very he he had you know he made it very clear that that conversation is regards any anything unusual paranormal mm-hmm. um, in his church yard or church that conversation just ended. Mm. Whereas a Catholic uh, priest, who I've spoken to many of those as well on the same subject, are much more, they will engage with you much more. You can have a more philosophical discussion about what these things mean and why they, you know, why do people do this? Why do people have these experiences? Um, Or in my, my, you know, somewhat limited experience, I haven't spoken to every minister and every priest. And the Church of England certainly has a parapsychology um, group within it who study these phenomena. Um, You know, there is an association, a religious Church of England parapsychology group. So, you know, I'm not tarring everybody with the same brush. And there are also, I've got to... um, say that um there are paranormal investigators who are very well intentioned in groups with people who believe and are seeking belief who themselves are looking for something to something tangible something they are they are conducting in in their own ways proper you know proper studies of the subject Hmm. yeah it's it's
1: each religion the world is not black and white thing. unfortunately you know it's, no it's, not in any close as shades long as of gray. are yeah shades of many many shades of gray many
2: shades of gray
1: so i mean i guess uh we, we've gone i don't know how much time we need for that teller oh there it is. just over five minutes okay so we probably should run that now just make sure we get in safely uh, what do you think? I think that's an excellent idea. Okay, so we're going to take a, a pause in this now and we're going to bring you a brand new episode of the. Uh, oh, cow. You can answer of, the phone while it's on. <laughs> teller of Curious Tales. So without further ado, here is the teller. Bye-bye.
0: Tonight, I, the Teller of Curious Tales, open my book once again and bring you strange and unusual stories, true stories, stranger than any fiction ever written. Listen to the Teller of Curious Tales. Fifty years Molly Fancher spent in bed, blind, paralysed, helpless. She suffered constantly in spite of everything medical science could do for her. Now just being a bedridden invalid for fifty years wouldn't merit her a place on this programme. But the things she did during that time still have to be explained. For Molly could distinguish colours in the darkness. She could find mislaid articles. She could describe the actions and clothing of friends even when they were miles away. She could tell the time by passing her hand across a watch crystal. She could predict thunderstorms many hours before they came, and she could foretell when the fire bells would ring. She could read letters by placing her hand over the envelope. A scientist once held a sealed letter in his hand, while Molly wrote out its contents word for word on a slate. In order to make this test more convincing, the same scientist brought her a letter addressed to himself which had been delivered to his office and which he hadn't read. She could have no previous knowledge of its contents, yet before this letter was opened, she wrote out every word without one single mistake. One afternoon, while Molly was chatting with friends, the doorbell rang. Jokingly, someone asked her who it was, and she answered that it was Uncle Ike, and that he was very ill. Uncle Ike hadn't been heard from for over 25 years, yet when the door was opened, there he was. And two weeks later, he died of tuberculosis. During a great deal of the time, Molly was in a coma or trance, which made any number of ministers believe that Molly Fancher talked to angels, one going so far as to say that Molly had been to heaven many times. Dr. George M. Beard and Dr. William A. Hammond branded her a fake and a trickster, and these men were two of America's leading physicians. But here their case falls down. They offered no proof, and neither of them had ever seen Molly and refused to come at her invitation and investigate. On the other hand, many scientists who had investigated either came away thoroughly convinced to Molly's honesty and strange power, or were non-committal. And by non-committal, I mean they had tested her to their heart's content, but having no precedent for the things they had witnessed, just couldn't believe their eyes and ears. On the 50th anniversary of her illness, Molly held a golden jubilee testimonial. Thousands of people crowded in to see her, and eight days later, she died. Too bad she isn't alive today, when scientists would have approached her case with open minds and intelligent methods. A gone strikes My time is up The teller of curious tales Has closed his book On my next visit I'll bring you other stories Curious tales Strange beliefs Until then Sleep tight
2: <laughs> Well there we are sounded like the teller of curious tales has got a new microphone that uh that was an interesting tell, tale it was and quite apropos. Uh, it, what so. have, have you have you ever noticed that these scripts which were you know they're just in a folder randomly they're mm-hmm. stapled so you know they're just being done in order they how often that they do um they are I would say what to, we're talking about yeah they yeah. they are appropriate to to what we're, t- we're dealing with on that particular episode. That's that's so strange. It is very you know it's something I've noticed from time to time, and we've commented on occasionally also. Hmm.
1: Yeah, that's that's weird. It must be paranormal as far as
2: I'm concerned. Um, do you know, I I I've still you know from time to time I still dig through um trying to find um where the original scripts were from. Any like not that I can definitely put a finger on. Um mm-hmm. but they but the evidence is pointing toward um there was a radio series that was quite famous in the fifties on uh American radio. It was kind of like a forerunner of the Twilight Zone. I was it. Pop- I, that, that's I've, At the moment, I can't re- recall it immediately off the top of my oh, okay. head. But, it, you know, I had heard of it. Um, and it does point to, there was a script writer, and several of his published scripts are remarkably similar to the Seller of Curious Tales script. Interesting. So, you know, these could be unused scripts. If we could put a name to it, or... I'd love to know if they were ever broadcast, but you know, so far we've always drawn a blank. Yeah. Well, you'd have to be like a hundred
1: years old to uh, actually have heard them.
2: Well, I was hoping you'd be able to remember. Oh that. yeah, I knew you'd come back to me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the good old days. Or, I mean, may, or, that's, or that's maybe, a, may, maybe we could ask. Um, we could ask at one of the red light seances for that question. There you go. I mean, let me get that was
1: particularly interesting in that it brought up so many errors of you know, the paranormal. That uh, uh, cases, actually, many cases that are involved
2: yeah. in that one episode. There are so many. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, well, as I say, it's it's just something I've noticed and we've commented on previously. You know, yeah. the, the teller of Curie says we don't choose. We have no say in them. in in, you know they're just being done in order i haven't seen the scripts now for about three or four years so i don't recall which order they're in um and they are just you know stapled together in a folder manila folder and we're just doing them uh literally you know in in the order that they're in the folder you bought those off for what ebay they came off ebay for uh they came from the USA. They were, no. um, they, it was a seller in the USA who had them up on eBay as a set of, um, unknown radio scripts. Um, Kat bought them for me. Mrs. Oh, P bought them for me that's as a good. Um, oh. that was just, um, and they sat on the shelf for, for the longest time till, uh, our mutual friend, Dylan, um, who worked, you know, a lot in radio for the BBC, um, we we hatched this idea the three of us to maybe do some um for the show and and that process it 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 pauses occasionally due to you know um work commitments very occasionally
1: i had a laugh because when he first told me he said oh well, we're going to do them every week i said ha, ha,
2: ha, ha, ha. yeah good luck with that <laughs> Well, you know, like a lot of things, uh, you come up with a plan and then life changes, mm. and you have to adapt. And yeah,
1: things. but that's but, this, you know that takes you know people don't realize you think he's just like sitting in the thing, and but no, he has to read that. Oh, yeah. honestly, I mean, if he screws up, then they have to fix it or, or yeah. so it, it.
2: it's it. not, and it's not just reading them because mm. you know there's all of the effects, there's all it's of all the effect. editing. It's got to be yeah. edited together. It's got to be you know trimmed. Oh, and sure. Uh, but we do have one, one more in the bag, so to speak.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So there is, there is yet another episode that remains unheard, and I know. Excellent. Uh, I know Dylan has spoken about doing some more, so mm-hmm. uh, they will, they will continue. We have, I think there were two hundred and fifty originally, or oh, close wow. to two hundred mm-hmm. and fifty. Uh, and you know how many we've got then, though. Uh, the one we did today was Teller of Curious Tales, number thirty-four. Thirty-four. Wow. So uh, we ha- I have number 35 already. Amazing. So as you can see, this could go on for decades yet at this rate.
1: Yeah,
2: I'll be dead and buried. I remember I remember originally um, when we were talking about it, Dylan and I said, oh, we've probably got a couple of years worth there.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, we're actually running out of time. Can you- I know. <laughs> Who's the show brought to us by anyway?
1: Uh, today's show is brought to you by our good friends at Circles of Wisdom. 386 Merrimack Street through in Massachusetts and the Glen Messier Family Log Group 15 High Street North Andover Massachusetts and I have very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon now if you aren't a member you gotta join it's three bucks a month you know it's uh, a cup of coffee not even that I think coffee's more than that now but
2: yeah, three bucks you, a month you, you couldn't even put your hot water or your electric on for, for 30 seconds for that and there's over forty
1: videos on that, that site right now with different, uh, all kinds of crazy stuff on it. Oh, so.
2: quick, while while I remember, while we've got yeah. time, if you click on that Dropbox video, you yes. can request you can request permission. I will then get a text, me- uh, an email, and I just click on it, and you can access the file. I know it works because our producer just did that for that teller of curious sales. Well, I will have to try that then and see if that works. And there's a, there is a video there and a photograph all about the haunted dog.
1: Oh, you mentioned that.
0: She's
2: gone now. Huh? She's gone.
0: Where?
1: Uh can't say. Undisclosed location.
2: Uh, But I gave it to you. Didn't tell I you know. to give her away. Oh, I didn't give it away. I would never give it away. Let's oh,
1: just. So. She has not do home. Let's put it that way. What? Mm. That wasn't uh, the plan. Far from of my house. Oh, she's at the office. <laughs> Anyways, we do uh, have to wrap it up. Uh, we want to well, thank everybody. The fire
2: department call at Visa. You'll know what the cause of that one. Well, was. Oh well.
1: Yeah. Then you lose your book. So there you go.
2: Anyways, we got to go. And thanks your Carrington
1: this. book. yeah Thanks for everyone listening. Uh, stay tuned for uh, Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with uh, special guest ghost hunter Richard Sennett we'll... till then, bye